You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 60 of the God Center Mom podcast. Today, I am going to issue a little warning. The uh, content in today's show may not be suitable for children. So um, put in those earbuds or figure out a way to um, make a time to listen to this when your kids are not around or and where they cannot hear. Because today I am chatting with Catherine Smith. Catherine is the events coordinator for Strip Church. You heard that right, Strip Church. It is not a physical church, let me clarify. It's an online ministry. And she is going to share with us a new uh, initiative they have called Bright Lights Big Cities, where their goal is to train leaders to help in a hundred major cities in starting their own ministries, reaching out to gals in the strip clubs and the sex industry. And uh, I know that I've mentioned several different ministries on this show, but today, you know, this may be something that resonates with you or with a friend, and I hope you can share this podcast or the links with them. We also kind of go into um, the bigger ministry that started where she is. It's the Triple X Church dot com ministry and it's great it's xxxchurch.com and really if we're going to free people if we're going to love people who are um, engaged in activity that is not healthy and helpful then we have to be free and so the triple x church has all these great online resources to help with porn addiction i don't know if you or a spouse or a loved one or someone in your small group is struggling with porn addiction their site is great. They have a test to see if you're addicted. They have a 30-day porn-free challenge. They have accountability groups. They even have things for parents and filters. You should definitely check them out. We um, continue to live in a world where uh, evil wants to steal from the good God has given us. And God made sex to be good and to be enjoyed between a husband and a wife. And we need to do everything we can in our power to Keep that intimacy. There is power in this thing that you get to do with your spouse, uh, and I don't, I don't want you to lose that by these uh, addictions. Or, um, and I want women to know that they are worth so much in God's eyes, and to see God's love, and that there is more for them outside of the industry they're a part of. So I hope y'all enjoy this episode. I know it's a little non-traditional for me, but. I think it's really good stuff, and it is kingdom building. So here we go. Hey, Catherine. Welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Thanks, Heather, for having me. I'm real excited about this. Well, I think we are entering new territory, and I am thrilled that you reached out to me. Um, and just 
to, and you know, I've, I've introduced everyone real quick to you and just what you're doing. Um, I would love to hear more about, tell me like, how did, how did your position come about? Where, what's the beginning of the triple X church and what, what you're up to now? I'd love to like follow the story along from, from Ooh. the beginning. Okay. Well, uh, Triple X Church started um, actually with a couple of youth pastors who were kind of doing traveling youth talks in places. And that was when the internet was new and fun and parents had no clue what they were getting into Mm -hmm. with their kids. And uh, they started to find that they were getting tons of questions about porn and sex and how do they talk to their kids about that. And uh, the guys recognized that no one else was talking about this. People Mm. were completely unaware how to. And Mm. they really just kind of kept talking about this and became known as the porn pastors kind of. Really? uh, Yeah. (laughs) So from there, they started looking into how to help with filtering programs, accountability software to help people with porn addiction and to help the parents protect their kids. And um, once they had that, the question was, how do you get it into the hands of people with porn addiction? Yes, you go to the church, but also where? And so they decided to show up at the um, adult film ex- expo, just like you'd have a convention of of bloggers. You know, they had <laughs> they have adult film conventions. Okay. And so the guys showed up there thinking for sure they'd get kicked out. Like they rented a booth just like another exhibitor and they had um, – little Bibles that they borrowed from their church women's ministry, little pink Bibles and uh, some other funny things. And they just figured, let's go in and share resources and tell people that Jesus loves them and surely they'll kick us out. But they didn't get kicked out. Wow. Well, and and what are we talking? Like, who are the people coming? Are they men, women, a mix? Definitely a mixture. You have any kind of person you could imagine there, um, young, old, everyone in between, people who are probably school teachers, probably grandpas, couples, um, everybody in between. And then you have people who are actually working in the industry. Okay. And so um, – And what did their booth say? I'm sorry. I'm getting really specific. Um, <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, like, no. Did they have a name at that time that they were calling they, themselves? Uh, what I can tell you for sure I know is that they had a website mm-hmm. um, and – it was triplexchurch.com, and that's still our website. But they had a sign that said the number one Christian porn site. Mm. And so people were confused, obviously. And, yeah. and that was the idea was to get them to check out the fact that there were resources for them. And, mm. you know, it was a marketing gimmick. But yeah. so there were lots of questions and pe- some people went looking for porn still. But, well, but uh, with the church and with that industry, there's so many boundaries in people's minds. Like they picture the the nun or the, the – the, we just don't – you know, we just – it's over here and we're over here. And so probably the shock of seeing – you know, church with triple X that shocks everyone first. Mm-hmm. And then still. the shock of Christian and porn. Yeah. Still shocking. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so for someone who's felt the guilt and the shame of that in their past and then like, it's like right there in front of them in this com- convention that they thought it'd be all their, all their people. Right. They thought, right. I- I'm, you want to engage them somehow. You don't want to be like having the sign that says you're going to hell you know, and no one comes and talks <laughs> right, there's already to you. People doing that. Yes, they, they did. That yeah. wasn't the voice they needed. Like, so even though it was a gimmick, I think it was a smart way to, if you get someone in a conversation, you can go from there. But if there's a and boundary, that, you can't even talk to them. 
and that is exactly what it has grown into now. You know, 13 years later, we wow. we still go to these shows because we never got kicked out. And, mm, wow. Uh, and we have giant signs now that say Jesus loves porn stars. That's what they say now. Mm. And um, people stop because they ask if it's a joke. They want to take pictures. And we get to just engage in these incredible conversations that you would never get to have anywhere else because mm. – People are not expecting to run into Jesus at at a porn show. They're just not, mm-hmm. and um, wow. they are my favorite moments. What of my entire? I mean, I've worked at a church. I've worked in women's ministry. I now work with these guys. Um, I used to be a school teacher. Um, I used to do children's ministry. So I've done all these different things. But these are my favorite conversations because they are the most raw and. Um, there's no pretense. You know, you go to church and everyone is like, you got to have your smile on and your mm. mask and, you know, oh, how was your week? It was great. But mm. there you just, you skip the small talk and you just get into these incredible conversations. You hear how people have been hurt by religion. You hear where their questions are, where mm. they're struggling. They ask you to pray. We just, we have these amazing opportunities that come up. And so to continue um, with answering your question of, yeah. Where did it right, come from? So, yeah, what happened next? Okay. Now, so they didn't um, get kicked out. Right. So so with all of that, eventually down the line in 2008, the guys, you know, the team would get contacted by um, people who were in all different forms of the sex industry. So they were mostly focusing on porn. Well, then they had a lot of strippers and people maybe who have children who are strippers or, you know, different things saying like, hey, what do you have for us? Hmm. And once again, the team saw that there was this need that no one in the church was fulfilling. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we we like to look put together on Sundays. We like to to do things that aren't. We like to do things that are kind of messy, but nothing that's threatening. I mean, mm. you know, church ministry is just you know we go on mission trips to third world countries, but even that makes us uncomfortable. Right. And, we can and handle so, we can handle maybe poverty, but not um, soul, right. not soul poverty, not immorality. Those right, so are hard to associate yeah. ourselves with. I mean, right, Jesus exactly. hanging out with prostitutes is what we go. You know, we kind of forget that image that exactly. he put himself that, on the line. Yeah, when people ask me like, "Well, what are you doing here at a porn show or in a strip club?" It's well, I think this is where Jesus would be, and mm. and I firmly believe that you know he um, he had a special place in his heart for these women, mm. and so that is the message of Strip Church is we want to help women go, you know, get up um, out of the house, out of wherever they are and and go down the street to that strip club, that that dark, scary building and and go be a light in that in that place. And um, that is what we're all about, about training and equipping teams. You know, we could very easily put a team of us together in a RV and go tour the country and go to every strip club and and love on women one time. But we want to see relationship happen and we want to see investment because this is not something that changes overnight. Mm. It's about relationship and investment. So instead of us just putting our team in an RV, (laughs) we want to uh, put women on the ground who are already in those cities. And we want to see them equipped and encouraged and empowered to be that light in their city. And that's what Bright Lights Big Cities is all about. So that's and your that's your new launch is Bright Lights Big yes. Cities. Okay. When did, when did that start? Just a few weeks ago we launched oh, okay. it. Yeah, it's brand new. It's our vision for 2015 is to see uh, 
teams of women in the 100 largest cities of the U.S. Mm. step up and become a light. Right now, there's teams in about 40-something of those cities. Mm -hmm. I noticed Uh, Texas was like filled up. All right. But like there was one listed for Dallas and the surrounding kind of suburbs of Dallas. But what does that mean? Like I saw that there was something next to it. Does that mean that's good? Like they don't need help? Yes. Well, I mean, they're still, they right? definitely still use help. Right. Um, okay. It means that there, there is a team of women who have said, hey, we want to see this happen. And they have gone to training and they are actively serving in the clubs in that community. And so if you are someone in one of those cities and you say, hey, um, my city's already taken, that doesn't mean you can't be used. It means that you can join that team and they will help you and uh, train you, give you a little bit of information before they just throw you into a strip club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, for you, this is like so something you talk about every day. So like you're like laughing and like like for us, it's, you know, who this isn't right. our everyday. We're wiping bottoms and, you know, mm-hmm. making meals and, and filling the dishwasher. It feels like totally it'd be like saying heather you're going to mars tomorrow um we needed (laughs) you to go train with nasa and so um help us kind of like talk through what would the training involve what would um what would someone be committing themselves like like time wise like Mm -hmm. is this a weekly thing you know because sometimes i know for me there's a lot i want to do but then there's this barrier to entry that i talk about a lot like um, even podcasts, like listening to them, I, I was like, I know there's podcasts out there. I just don't know how to get them on my phone. And someone was like, well, there's an app. You just get the app and then you can listen to all of them. I mean, my buried entry was like, I literally did not know how to get it on my phone. So to help people not just shut down and be like, well, I can't do that. I have kids and there's no way that I could be a part of that. Um, what does it look like? When does training happen? All that jazz. Yeah. So let me first just address the fact that, hey, moms can do this. The majority of our network members, the women who are doing this, are moms. They are stay-at-home moms, moms who work and are taking care of kids and married and single moms and everyone in between. Um, But the majority of them are moms in your shoes. So just know that, first of all, that you can do this. Um, But as for what we want to help do is we have the training. Um, we have a training coming up in June, June 12th and 13th. <laughs> like yeah, making yeah, sure I'm not yeah. making up those dates. I'll put a link to um, I'll, I'll put a link yeah. to the cities page so they can see if their cities on there and then I'll put a link to the training site yeah. in the show notes. So so Perfect. June 12th and 13th, where is it yeah. though? It's in have, Chicago. Okay. So they have uh, to fly they would have to fly to Chicago um, okay. and, you know, make it a fun mom's weekend away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, at the training, we cover, first of all, if you're just someone who is saying, hey, I don't know about this, but I, I want to follow that call. Like when Jesus said, go, like I want, I don't want to be closed off to that. If you're just thinking, I just don't want to be closed off to it. Awesome. Training is for you to come and learn and get equipped in that sense. Yeah. Get those questions answered. Um, if you're like, hey, I have no idea how to do this, but I want to do it. Absolutely. Then it's for you also. And so at training, we cover 
answers to all the frequently asked questions. What do I tell my kids I'm doing? Because <laughs> that yeah. is, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. That's you know, uh, your kids are like, oh, you're doing something nice for some girls down the street. Can I come? Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Um, so we cover that kind of stuff. We cover um, how to do fundraising to cover any costs because one of the things that we really encourage is what we do is we just we bring gifts to the girls. We put little gift bags together and we just drop them off. And if they invite us to hang out in the dressing rooms, we hang out in the dressing rooms. And, um, so, you know, there's financial costs involved in that. So we do fundraising. We, um, we will have opportunities to meet with network members, the current members, the team. Um, you'll also get a hands-on training. So on that Saturday night of the training, we'll go into some local clubs and see what it's like to actually do these outreaches and go through that process of everything that you've learned through the weekend. We give training materials so that you can take it home and go through it yourself. But also if you have maybe five friends at home who are going to help you with this and only one of you can go to training, you can go home and walk your team through it before you start a ministry in your area. Mm. Um, So, I mean, we cover all sorts of things, but then also after training, when you come home, you can be a network member with us. And that gives you, um, you know, using our name, we give you a little website. Um, but it also gives you monthly coaching calls to get follow-up questions answered and encouragement from the team. And just to be connected with over 100 women who are also doing what you're doing across the world. Um, Awesome. It's, you know, I think of my friend who's, um, she calls herself a nap time abolitionist she's working on the trafficking industry Mm -hmm. and has two young children like there are I know there are women with passion and it's in there it's it's they've maybe pushed it aside as they're raising young kids but it's in there and um the fulfillment of using their gifts that God's given them whether they're administrative whether they're just truth tellers and whether they're they're grace givers whatever their their giftedness is that God placed in them some of them may be like, this is resonating. I could do this. I could get excited about this. And and it doesn't scare me to go to these places. I hope that they do reach out. And then some of them are like, you said they had to fly to Chicago and they're already out. They're like, well, I can't do it. I can't afford that. It's not an mm-hmm. option for me. Um, For the ones who, you know, it scares them or they, they don't know if they can financially commit. Like what's something they could do? you know, right now, maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't the ministry that, that resonates with them, but is there another option if they can't go to a training and they can't commit to that? Is there something else that y'all, you know, are involved with that they could help out with? Yeah. So for someone who's like, Hey, I don't know if I can go to training or I, you know, I don't know that I, Oh, do I still have you? Yeah, you're here. Okay, my my computer like yeah. went to screensaver mode. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've had that happen. Um, yeah. For someone who you know isn't sure about that kind of thing, maybe you know, hey, I believe in this, but I can't bring myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'd say a couple things. One, shoot me an email so we can just talk. I'd love to just meet you. It's my email will have in the notes, um, but. Also, I can help you see if there is a team locally in your area already, and you may be able to say, "Hey, I'm not. I can't go to clubs, but I can pack. Um, I can pack gift bags while my kids are napping." And mm-hmm. so you may say, "Hey, 
um, give me the supplies and I'll pack the gift bags for you uh, for a local team. That could be something that someone could do who isn't um, ready to take that huge step. Yeah. Uh, there's also just helping, even like a small thing would be helping us to spread the word about this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the 100 cities list and you say, you know what, this isn't for me, but I know someone who it is for, or, Hey, I know someone in one of those cities, mm-hmm. send them one of the links off of our Facebook or send them the link to our website, send them a, one of the Pinterest images, you know, whatever, like just helping to spread the word of this message of, Hey, like we want to see these lights in all these cities across our country in these large influential cities. Uh, And I think it's so good. Go ahead. And what were you saying? Yeah. Oh, well, earlier, one of the things you said was that you wanted to know how your audience can use their giftedness. That's Mm -hmm. what you want to keep helping them do. Yeah. And you would never think about it with strip club ministry, but it is amazing what um, moms, their giftedness, how it connects to this. First of all, just the idea of um, these women just needing someone to love on them. Like mm. Moms are the best for loving on each other. One of the girls on our local team here in Philly, she described it best um, one night, one of her first nights in the club. She said, you know, here's this girl who's just standing here, you know, barely wearing any piece of clothing whatsoever. And she said, I looked at this girl and I just felt so much love for her. It was like when my kid was coming out of the bathtub and I just wanted to ro- like roll him up in a towel and just like give him a big hug, you know? Mm. And that was this, I just think that's such a beautiful image. Like that is this. This just the love of a mom, first of all, is so powerful in this mm, ministry. Mm. But then also you have moms who maybe love doing hair and cosmetology and painting nails and and things like that. How awesome that you could go and just go serve some girls in a club and say, hey, let me do your hair. And we can, I mean, you know, when you go to the hairdresser, yeah. you sit and you chit chat. And it's such an awesome opportunity to go and volunteer to serve these girls and then get to know their lives and their mm-hmm. stories and to share your story of Christ with them. And, um, uh, so you go, yeah, like I that. love all, I mean, I love what you said about the power of a mom's love. It's so true. And it's, it's how God has like refined us through motherhood to like get rid of our junk so we can love our kids more purely and to then transfer all that we've learned in that process to, um, and another adult um, who has maybe never known the love of God exactly. in a tangible way. I also, you know, one question that came up to me is, so we go, you go into these clubs and what is your, beyond loving and gifting, is there like a goal? Is there a next step? Is there a place? Um, it's You you have strip church. Is there a physical church or a triple X church? Is there a mm-hmm. physical building, um, a, a church, or is this just the church, the big the big church of God? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, great question. So we are not a physical building. We're all completely online, our resources-wise. Um, and on the local level for each of the ministries, it mm-hmm. looks a little bit different because we want to equip and train, but then we also want you to have the freedom to do it however you feel called to do it in your city. There are so many ways to do this. A lot of the networks have um, different Bible studies that they put on. They have... Um, different meals that they'll schedule. We've had um, groups that have organized self-defense training, different 
opportunities for these women to get together outside the club and continue to build relationship and, and to study together and learn each and learn with each other. Um, one part of that being with the goal you asked, um, is, you know, yes, like we want to show love because we believe that, you know, Christ loved us and we want that love to be known we don't believe in the philosophy of just going and standing outside and, and picketing or, you know, telling people they're going to hell or any of that kind of thing. We, we don't see that working. We see this working. We see loving and building relationships and, uh, and showing up with Christ in these places. Uh, with the gift bags, we always put little business cards in there with the contact info for the team, which usually goes to a website one of the great tools that we have on the website is testimonies of women who have been in the industry and then have left and their testimony and their encounters with Christ. And because those stories are written of the perspective from what it was like for them working in the club, these girls can really resonate with that. And they mm-hmm. can say, hey, that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. And this story is giving me hope. Mm-hmm. And they can connect with that girl in some way. And and then there's contact info again on the website. Hey, you know, if there are follow-up Bible studies, if if you need resources. And so the goal is to love and to serve these girls and to let Christ do the rest, you know, like using us and presenting him, but loving and serving them however we can. We consider that complete honor to love and serve these girls because well, and yeah, well doing it. And the goal, like you said, of not just having your team go around the country and visit one time, but if there's an an on-the-ground team who's gone in there, given a gift, painted some nails, and they keep coming back, and that relationship of trust is is happening, and and then, you know, the gospel works its way out through that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have girls— just this past weekend, um, one of our, our local, I keep talking about the Philly team just because it's my <laughs> local team. Yeah. Um, but our team leader in this area, she was speaking at a church for a few nights this week. And um, so this past weekend, when they went to the clubs, they gave out invites to come hear her speak these four different nights this week. And she said the other night she was at one of the churches and she didn't know one of the girls was there. So she was saying, hey, can everyone pray for these girls that I gave these invitations to? And one of the in the middle of the service, this girl in the back like stands up and she goes, I'm one of them. I'm and she just starts cheering and, and just sharing her story. And um, so here this girl got to come to church and, and worship with these people and, and hear stories and be prayed for and uh, different things. You know, we've had girls get baptized and um, go on mission trips this past year and and so it it really is like you said it's just that investment that long term investment so yeah not just a not just a quick here's here's a the gospel track um, going to hell kind of message but more of a right. we see that you're broken we see we love you in spite of it we are all broken and you know there's a way there's a way out there's a healing that can happen um, I think that's really 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 great and. You know, I just God has just been burdening me. Like, if His King, His Kingdom is coming, and we can be a part of it, or we we can sit on the sidelines. And we know in Revelation, there's churches that are spit out. They're just doing nothing. They're just lukewarm in His mouth. And if we don't bridge the chasm between the church and the unchurched, like we're missing it. We're missing 
his work. There are people literally without Jesus. They do not know him. And they are day in, day out, not choosing to go against his way because they are antagonistic, but they don't know any different. And Mm. who else is going to tell them except for us? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's not the it's not the well that need a doctor. It's the sick, and that's what yeah. Jesus said. I'm not going to go hang out with the Pharisees who think they know it all. I'm going to go hang out with the prostitutes and the tax collectors, the ones that are rejected, the, mm-hmm. the sick. The, and so, um, I just think that it's brave what you're doing. Like you said, the words are shocking, and so sometimes it turns people off. Um, they don't want to be associated with things that the church considers um, wrong, and so. Um, we just avoid them. So I think I, I, I just love being able to share your ministry with my listeners. I um, just pray that um, if someone's heart is stirring, that, that this really connects with them, that they would reach out and that, um, you know, I know this podcast is all over the world. <laughs> we can take, <laughs> take it worldwide. More than 100 cities would be awesome. Um, yeah, and if you're not in one of the 100 largest cities, you're in a small city, hey, you're still welcome to come. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like 100, let's, I mean, let's just blow it out. 10,000, let's just, <laughs> all the cities, what a what a big light that would be, bright and right. big. Um, so I just thank you, Catherine. I know um, you're about to head out of town and go on a fun trip to Bali. Bali. Um, so thank you for taking time to chat with me today and share what's going on. Is there anything else you wanted to add before before we sign off? I'm sure I'll think of something later, but I just <laughs> want to thank you for having us, uh, you know, having me and, and talking about this. And um, just I, I would just like, I guess, you know, one thing to just tell everyone, our founder, he his name's Craig Gross, and he has this quote that I just love. And it's, you know, don't blame the dark for being dark. Blame the light for not shining in mm. in the dark. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of similar to some stuff that Martin Luther King said as well. And, um, but I just, I think that's the point here is mm. as a church, as a whole, I think we fail in a lot of ways. And those are the stories I hear a lot of times in these clubs and um, at the shows, uh, just hearing how we have, we've failed people and we've pushed them away instead of inviting them in. And, uh, you know, if, if this isn't your thing, just wherever it is you are and whatever it is you're doing, just, you know, do figure out what your thing is that you can be inviting in and instead of building up walls between the non-church and the church, uh, that would just be kind of my challenge because I do think exactly like you said, like, um, you know, let's be part of building the kingdom instead of tearing it down. Yeah. There's too much of that. So. Uh, I mean, I, I was born in a family that believed in Jesus. That was just, that was, that was my story. I was born into that family. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, I didn't do anything special. I had to earn it. Um, and I think that sometimes we think we're the special ones and everyone outside is, is messed up and, that I'm equally sent and equally deserving and needy and not, not, not deserving, I'm equally needy of, of his grace and his love and not any better off or perfect or um, holier than anyone else. So 
yes, keeping those that perspective, we all need him. If we didn't, ugh, that would stink. We, he wouldn't be here. He wouldn't have come. So thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing. And um, I hope y'all check out those links, check out what they're doing. And even even the Triple X Church real quick. The Triple X Church, like I was on the site. Yeah. I mean, they have great resources if you're in a small group. Oh, yeah. If something comes up, you know, it's, sometimes it's good for a small group to meet separate men and women so that men actually bring up the fact that they might have some addictions that they're not going to share mm -hmm. if there's women in the room. And then um, resources are there for like, how to get, how to stop, how to stop, how do you handle masturbation, how do you handle um, porn addiction, how do you reconnect, how do you trust again, and so if that is in your story or you're leading a small group and you need resources, um, don't be, don't let the triple X scare you, like, go, they have great stuff, great, um, great videos and great, um, yeah, information. So that's that's true. We have the we have X three groups, which are recovery groups. They're small great small groups that are based on recovery and accountability. They meet online. We have those for moms and for I mean not for moms. We have we yeah. have them for women and we have them for men. Those okay. for people who are struggling. We're starting groups for spouses in a few weeks as well. For maybe women who their spouse is in recovery or not in recovery. Mm. Um, so we have. You know, because a lot of people don't realize women also have addiction issues with this. Yeah, yeah that's true. I shouldn't, that. I shouldn't uh, isolate um, that. You're right. Yes. We have, um, we also have something called iParent, iParent.tv. And that is resources for parents. How do you navigate technology? Because everything's coming up all the time. And what can your kids use that's safe? What can, you know, so we've got that. We also and do you have, have those filters on there that you were talking about. Yes. Yeah, so then X3 Watch is our filtering and accountability um, app, which helps to, you know, it'll, you can have different settings where it can um, send a notification to your accountability partner and they can follow up with you and just say, hey, dude, like, is this, did the app screw up or, you know, mm -hmm. did, are you really looking at something wrong? You know, blah, blah, whatever. Just, it's really great for opening those those conversations and and becoming open about these topics. So, so I'll definitely send you links for all that. Yes. All right. Well, because there is a difference between those under the authority of Christ and those outside. And if you are under the authority, just because we said these girls need love, they you know they're no better, no worse than we are. I think then it's a confusing message to say, oh, we need to avoid these things in our own lives. There's a difference. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Those um, who are choosing to be in the church and have already said, you know what, God, you're in my life. The Holy Spirit is residing in me. Then you're called to pursue holiness as best as you are. Your flesh is still present. The Holy Spirit is giving you power. So there, there is this level of, OK, yeah, we're saying strip clubs. It's, you know, they didn't do anything. You know, we need to love them where they are. That's different. They, they aren't under the authority of the church. Right. They haven't yes. accepted Christ. That is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, we obviously we're, we're not for making porn, but we're for people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so that is the way we look at it. You know, we don't encourage people to look at porn. Um, we do what we can to keep people from doing that. Mm -hmm. We're not about shutting down the porn industry. That's not our agenda. Uh, we're for helping people. Mm. So. Well, and if we love these people, then there wouldn't be an industry, right? And if we love people and help people stop their addiction, then there wouldn't be a need to have girls who do it. If there wasn't a market, right? This is, how, this right. is true with sex trafficking. 
there's men out there paying for it. So the men are, other men are, are going to take advantage or women are going to take advantage of those dollars and they're going to steal women and children for the market. So right. at the heart is people and a brokenness and a need. And so meeting that need, whether it's for those in the church who want to get rid of an addiction, even outside the church, want to get rid of an addiction, loving those in the industry, realizing there is something that can fill that hole that's not this. Um, I think I think y'all are doing a great, great thing. So keep well, it thank up. you, Heather. Keep it up and enjoy your trip. Thank you. All Thanks right. so much. Of course. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye. The power of a mother's love. Wow. I just was really struck by her mentioning that, that God is building in us as moms this unique ability to love people well. Past the time that our children are gone and they've left our house, he's forming in us this unique love that reflects his own. And so today, as you're with your kids and it's hard to love and you're being tried and it's rough and there's just um, patience is hard. I just, I just pray that in those moments you would stop and say, God, thank you that you're forming your love in me, that it's a process, that this is a sanctification, a slow becoming like you, and that you are going to use this, that you're growing in me to further the kingdom. And I, and I also know that this episode may have brought up some hard things for you, some hurt places with your spouse, um, and, and I just I just want to pray that the Lord would heal those places. He is healer. He's Jehovah Rapha. He heals brokenness and um, makes them new. He redeems all things. And, and I really do, I don't want these words to be wasted. I want um, you to be brave and to reach out and uh, check out that site, triplexchurch.com, um, and, and talk to someone. You are not alone. There are so many couples who are dealing with pain because of porn. And um, I know as a mom to young boys, I am concerned. I am uh, want to be vigilant. There's so much that can uh, rob from them at this young and tender age. And so only God knows he is in ultimately in control. We don't need to live in fear, but we need to be wise. And so um, Moms of boys, let's pray over our boys. Moms of girls, we are that that is uh, you're not. That's not an excuse. There's still, uh, I think I saw on their site, one third of porn addictions are girls. So, um, let's just just be vigilant and also wise and, and trusting in God and these things. And um, you know, God God has good for us, and He wants us to thrive. So, I pray you all have a fabulous week and. Find that ministry that fits your gifting. And uh, that's it. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink, as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family, and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.